Hi, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And, and this, this is, is Talking, Talking Lion. Lion. Talking Lion is a podcast focused on artist-to-artist conversations. We're primarily artists, a duo called Sleeping Lion. And throughout our career as songwriters and producers, we've had the opportunity to work with so many incredible rising artists. Talking Lion is about hitting record on the conversations we've had with our musical friends and collaborators to get a glimpse into what their life's been like and where it's going. A few reminders before we start. Firstly, we now have a Patreon for fans of the show to show their support and help keep the show going. As a Patreon subscriber, not only will you earn rewards, but you'll also gain exclusive access to a chat room in our Discord server. Here you can talk with us and even suggest questions for our guests. Go to patreon.com slash talkinglion to subscribe. We appreciate your support. As we mentioned, we also have a Discord server that's become a sort of community hub for Sleeping Lion and Talking Lion. We're very active on there and very eager to talk to you about who you are on the show and how you feel about the new episodes, as well as just talking about life. So yeah, come through and you can talk with us. You can make some new friends, share your art, and share your memes. Go to sleepinglionmusic.com slash discord to join our server. We hope to see you there. Lastly, our face is on a shirt. We have shirts now for Talking Lion with our faces on them. If you want to wear us on your shirt, Buy a shirt. It helps support the show and it shows your friends that you like Sleeping Lion and Talking Lion. You can find these shirts on our website, sleepinglionmusic.com slash store. Pro tip, Patreon supporters of the honorary lion tier or higher will get a free shirt. Now back to the show. We recorded this episode with our new friend, Michigander. Though I had met Michigander briefly at school night in Los Angeles, this was the first time we got a chance to really talk. He had recently put out his EP, Everything Will Be Okay Eventually, and had been announced for the lineup of Firefly. A hilarious Michiganian with great songs, this was a really fun interview for us that we hope you enjoy. So, without further ado, this is Jason from Michigander, and this is Talking Lion. Well, hey. Hello, hello. We were just uh, talking about how much we enjoy the clapping part. People don't know that when we've been doing the remote, all, all these emotes have been remote since the pandemic. And we have to do these like claps beforehand to sync up the audio. So it's just always kind of fun that you get to have a, have a little clap going. <laughs> it's an underappreciated part of the podcast art form. It's my favorite part. It's kind of like we're all sort of applauding each other, you know, like for go- coming on coming on the podcast stage. You, you, know? should, you should make a supercut. Everyone's excited the about the claps. Everybody's excited about the claps. <laughs> Clap for claps. Um, where in the world are you right now? I'm home in Detroit, Michigan. Ooh, so you are a Michigander. Yeah, I have to be. I have to live here in order to keep the name legally. Yeah, that's that's part of the uh, the people don't know that the artist requirements. Right. You know, you, you can lose the title, you can lose a trademark. You know, yes. if you're not careful. <laughs> to- totally. Where are y'all at? We're on the east side of LA. We're like in Echo Park. Okay. Cool. 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 I think we very very briefly met you and I at like school night for exactly oh, five seconds whoa. when you played school night. Yes. Um, when you were in LA, because we're friends with Brandon Hughes. We've done some stuff oh, like okay. Vespertine. Cool. Yeah, Brandon's how we first found your stuff. And then you and I very briefly chatted after you played an incredible show at School Night back Thank when you. shows existed. Man, I'm, I was just, somebody just posted a photo of that show. I think that was like two years ago now, which is kind of crazy to think about because we were just kind of getting, I felt like we were really just getting started like two years ago. And uh, yeah, it's, that's weird. It's time. What is time? I mean, time's a flat circle, you know? It doesn't doesn't even exist anymore. It's an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> it's an illusion, exactly. There are so many people who are like, I, I, you know, 
haven't seen in over a year. And yet, like when we have finally been able to like see each other now that we're vaccinated and stuff, it feels like no time has passed. And it makes you really think about like how, how we feel about like time passing. It just, it could be a, a snap if you want it to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. It's very, it is very strange. It's, it's kind of weird, but it's weird, but good, I guess. Yeah. You, you did pop back up on my radar though, because, uh, and this is just, so I'm from a small hometown outside of, uh, of New York city, like the suburbs. And, um, my mom's friend texted her saying that we were on the radio, like the local radio. And I'm like, that's super cool, but that doesn't really sound right. right. So I went to the local radio's playlist or whatever and turns out it was a different lion it was something lion oh funny or like maybe it was like seven lions or something like that it was just it wasn't us uh, which was obviously a bit disappointing but then the next song that played in that block that we apparently were supposed to have played that you did play was yes Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. It was. It was. It was your. It was your oh, song. Oh, cool. What song? Let down. I think it was let down. Yeah. So I was like, wait, I wait. I I talked to that guy for five seconds at school night. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, so so just on behalf of Westchester, New York, you know, you're a uh, you're you're my hometown hero. Do you know what station that was? I want to say the Peak huh. or one hundred three point seven WFAS. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't uh, remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, that's cool though. That's neat. Yeah, no. So you're you you got New York you got New York support, but that was that was like oh man. And then so then I like went. And I'm like oh you just released a record and it's amazing. It's thank amazing. You. Like you. Thank you, thank you. Your voice and your your writing and your style is just fantastic. Um, but it's just very cool that like you were in my hometown, virtually for for a moment. Yeah, you know. And so were you, kinda. Yeah, uh, you know, in I was, spirit. <laughs> I was, I was, I was in the heart and minds of the of the suburban mothers everywhere. We're actually yeah. making a very hard pitch to be get on Detroit local radio. Oh yeah, Detroit doesn't really have a triple A station, but the, like the neighboring city of Ann Arbor does, and we play a good amount on that station. Are they play us on that station? There's like we, an, we love to see it. Yeah, there's an NPR station here that's been spinning it, but I, I, it, they don't play nice. just music. So, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Well, you, you got to get on this modern life. That's how you really know you've uh... this American life. Oh, sorry, Rocco's yeah. Rocco's American <laughs> life. I was like, "What are you talking about? What is this, no, this American life? life? This modern life? Oh my god! No, uh, you can you get, shows, well. You got to get on all songs considered. That's shows, the real. It shows yeah. how much NPR I, I listen to. No, um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm. That's the goal. Is this American or uh, well, Prairie Home Companion, which is now called something else. I don't remember. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Didn't, a, I think I think Chris Thiele hosted he does, Prairie yeah. Home Companion for um, yeah. Well, it's called Live from Here now, instead of. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I love Chris Thiele. Just like yeah. big Punch Brothers fan. Um, very good. That's uh yeah. Well, hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna actually find out what specific street you're on and just make sure we play on a radio station that's only on your street. street. It's like gonna be pirate. So it's gotta radio. be a pirate it's gotta be a pirate station. I would I you know, in my neighborhood I would not be surprised if that existed. Because uh it's int- I live in an interesting part of town. I did hit up a pirate radio station like like a, about like two weeks ago because somebody was like, oh my friend just started one and I'm like nice. Pirate radio is awesome. Um also the movie Pirate Radio with Philip Seymour Hoffman a must watch. I've never seen that but maybe I think I, I did watch I that movie. It was a weird movie. It, it it's about it's about how I mean not to like make this podcast the the plot of pirate radio. It's okay, uh, we can't. We can go that direction. <laughs> well, so it's it's based on a true story where like rock and roll wasn't played by the BBC and you know like in England the BBC 
dictates what music was played on the radio. Right. Um, and they wouldn't play rock and roll because it was like against God or whatever. Um, so somebody, like a bunch of people, uh, took a ship. And oh, it's the one with the ship. I was thinking yeah, about they, this movie they the other day. Took a ship, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it into international waters because uh, maritime law is different, and it was uh, it was a pirate radio station. Literally, the like a pirate radio station. Right. That's much um, cooler than what I thought it was going to be with pirates. Oh, like they're legitimate I mean, pirates. They definitely had radios back in uh in the late 1700s. Pirates know? had very advanced technology. Very advanced as we technologies. All know. Yeah, they had, they had mechas. Right. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. So, did you grow? Did you grow up in in Michigan? Yeah, Michigan boy through and through. Uh, I, I okay. Grew, so your trademark your trademark stays. Yeah, I grew up in uh in mid Michigan, like um, a place called Midland. Uh, it's like up here. People like when I do that. Math I thing. love when they hold up the glove. That my favorite part about talking to anybody from Michigan is that they hold up their hand to show where yeah where they live. Um, and then I moved over to West Michigan, which is over here to a town called Kalamazoo, which is a real place. And then a few months ago, I moved here to Detroit. And, um, yeah, I've been here for a minute and it's going pretty, pretty good. Well, one, for anybody, you know, everybody in listener land who isn't aware that Michigan, it looks like a mitten, looks like a glove. Jason was just pointing to different parts of his hand yeah. to show the geography, <laughs> uh, which I just love. Uh, we had some friends from Michigan in college who would just describe their life story by pointing to their hand. And I just, it's my favorite thing. That's actually why I wear boots. So I can always show you what parts of Italy, <laughs> Italy I've been to. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you point you point to your soul and you're like you're the sole of your foot and you're like you know that's Puglia that's, that's yeah it's Puglia where's where's Florence on your boot no like you know like midway up oh uh, yeah that's awesome I only really knew from Michigan like Electric Forest which oh, I know yeah. is like a very limited limited think, view but I think everybody kind of knows about Electric Forest but uh, yeah that's in West Michigan in the middle of nowhere have you been here to Michigan before. I haven't. I actually, so when I was like 16, I was a big fan of the Bon Iver song, Michigant. And when I got my license, I kept telling my friends, okay, when we get a week away from school, we're driving to Michigan. And they're like, why? And I'm like, cause why not? Like yeah. what, what else, like where else would we drive? Um, but I've actually never, I've never been to Michigan, but it looks really lovely. Uh, it is a beautiful place. I think People like forget how pretty it is here. I think people, it's a good place. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of diversity in in like what you, it has to offer. There's like big cities. There's like five like pretty good sized cities. Detroit is obviously the biggest one. I think that's one people most know about here. And then we got like um, we have beautiful nature. What's, what's the music scene like where you are and what was it like kind of growing up the whole state is kind of one big scene in my opinion like i mean there are like little things but detroit has a lot of bands and detroit has a lot of um hip-hop and a lot of like pop music um and also like a lot of punk music that's kind of the big thing here but the music scene was never like at the forefront of anything that i experienced growing up i mean i went to shows local shows and like local bands were like these local, like, hometown heroes and such of uh, musicians. And it was just cool. Um, it was cool to, like, grow up and see, like, bands that were ahead of me. And those those bands were kind of, like, an influence on what I'm doing. And, like, they taught me, like, oh, I can 
I can actually be a musician. I can be a, a, an artist without like like living in LA or New York. Not to knock on where you live or where you're from, <laughs> but uh, no, you're you're yeah. you're all you're all good there. What what were some of those um, what were some of those bands and like what did you feel at any point a pressure to come out to LA or come out to New York um, or uh, what what kind of you know keeps other than you know trademark protection uh, what keeps <laughs> you in a keeps you in in Michigan? Um, there was a band called Mike Mains and the Branches that was really important to me and like very formative to me. Um, a band called Flint Eastwood that was really important. Oh, nice. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Jax, her name she just goes by Jax Anderson now, but. She's always been like a huge mentor and friend to me and um, a band like called Joe Hurtler and the Rainbow Seekers, um, like a band, Junior Junior and like those types of bands uh, were bands I like looked up to being like, oh, they're from here. I can, if they can do it, so can I eventually, hopefully. Was, was Milk Carton Kids from Michigan or did they just have the song Michigan? I think they just have the song Michigan. Yeah. We have to take their trademark away. Mm hmm. They're not you don't want to, to have do a that. song named I mean, after a place that you're not from. Now I have a lot of lawyers in place. Bear. A lot of lawyers are in place, and they're gonna take them out. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, no. But um, they're um, yeah, I don't think they're from here. I have to check. <laughs> that's that's awesome though. But and 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 to what I was saying, did you at any point consider coming out to L.A. or Nashville or New York, or were you like, fuck it, it's Michigan or die? Um, I used to. No, I always was like, I was like, I'm a, like a Michigan or die type of guy. But as I'm getting a little older, I'm realizing that, and I'm like kind of like progressing in my career. I'm thinking like it might be good eventually to move somewhere else. Probably not Los Angeles or New York, probably Nashville. I feel like sometimes I'm hitting a ceiling where I'm at, even though I definitely have not like, the, I'm not like the, I'm not like the best band and all like the biggest band of all time by any means and like I just have like a tiny bit like a, just a tiny minuscule amount of like success but sometimes I feel like it, it's I like you know like when you get a plant and you have to like repot it because it like the yeah but you still use some of that soil when you repot the new one so I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe one day I'll do some I'll probably move but for now. Michigan is home, and Detroit more more so is home, and it, it's really cool to be in a city that I've admired for so long. I think what I love about that that metaphor is, on the one hand, you know, we I I grew up a little outside of New York City, felt in a small town, felt mm -hmm. the roots pushing up against the pot. Then we went to a music school, and we felt our roots pushing up against the pot. So then we went to L.A. Where it's it's you're now I'm now in a garden and there is no pot and now I'm like well, can I have a pot again can yeah. you give me a pot please yeah. I felt very comfortable in my pot um, the second thing I love about that metaphor is that um, I've only just started to get plants like I'm just at the phase of my life where I got a plant yeah. so that's that is a metaphor I wouldn't have understood exactly two months ago totally. uh, and I feel like an adult <laughs> amazing yeah I, I got a, I got some plants during. Uh... During the thick of lockdown, I'm, I'm holding this one up even though no one who's listening can see. But this little guy just had like three <laughs> little things and now it has a ton of things. Um, oh, it looks great. Amazing. Just, Everybody just, in listener land, he, uh, he just held up a, a very a very beautiful, very leafy plant. A vibrant plant. A vibrant plant. It's called a ZZ plant. And uh, oh, and then this and then this guy too was a little guy. Oh, we love a good snake plant. Snake plants are easy. You can't really mess those up. 
So I, so I'm thinking about sticking with those, personally. <laughs> my my partner started like, and I feel like now looking back, it's a gate. It's really a gateway plant because we got we got an air plant at first, mm-hmm. and we named it Dakota Planting, and we gave that plant so much love. And then I feel like every time we went to Trader Joe's, we came back with like more spices you know <laughs> yeah, yeah more uh, more basil more cilantro you know all that stuff and then um before we knew it it was just like succulents and snake right. plants and you know this has nice to have life around though air plants are tricky man those are i have one over there and like it's like in a little dinosaur like vase type thing it looks really cool um but it but it's i don't know how it's still alive I, it's like looks it looks dead, so hopefully it doesn't. We die. just every every once in a while we're like, wait, when was the last time we gave it any nutrients at all? <laughs> right. Okay, yeah. we're gonna put it in a glass of water or something. And That's see what how you it- have to do, right? You put it, those in a glass of water. Yeah, you put it in a glass of water. <laughs> I just saw you got announced for Firefly. Yeah, that's exciting. I think that's in September. Um, I I think we have to get tickets. Like the lineup is insane. It's very very good. Um, it was like last year, twenty twenty, we were supposed to play all like these festivals, and we were kind of nervous if we were gonna get to play them again when everything got back to normal. But it looks like that is just the first of many that we'll be doing this fall, and uh, which is very 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 exciting. I'm stoked. That's awesome. Have you played festivals before? Um, we've played a few um over the years, but this year is kind of like the big year of all the the good ones. So we're we're looking forward to it. That's so awesome. I've actually so people don't know this, but I've actually never been to a festival before. Whoa! Um, so I. So I like fire. This might be my first. Like I think I might just be because between between you and like Phoebe Bridgers and like you know, there's just a bunch of great people on the lineup. I'm like, yeah. I have to, I have to go. The Killers are playing. Yeah, it'll be good. Um, oh man, yeah. Um, Billie Eilish is playing. I'm gonna. I think we play the same day as her, so I'm hoping to. Billie, who? I feel like I've heard of her. <laughs> she's she makes well, she's, tunes, right? Yeah, she's like this new. Thing. Yeah, yeah. How is she? Is she like? Is she big? Should we have her on the podcast? Like, is she? Yeah, we should hit her up. Yeah, tweet her. Yeah, yeah, we'll tweet her. She'll respond. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I mean, we love we love a local band. You know. Um, yeah, well, it's nice to have locals uh, <laughs> support your scene. Everybody, right? Yeah, you know. Scene. I mean, you you, re- you really got to champion the little guy, or else who are you? You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just started diving back a little bit. Were you in in bands like in high school and stuff? I had one kind of band. We mostly played covers, but we played a few originals too. And it was called The Lights. And it was very bad. It was my drummer who plays with me now actually played in that band. And that was so long ago now, it seems like. You guys should do a reunion like The Lights with Lights. Oh, that'd be cool. I found out. T- so my friend uh, who is um, one of my good friends who I had coffee with this morning, he was talking. He's about to have a kid. Uh, him and his wife are about to have a kid. And uh, he was saying how when he went, he went because we were talking about touring. And he's like, yeah, I said, just bring your kid with you on tour. It'll be fine. And then um, he said, uh, what did he say? He said, yeah, when we were on tour supporting lights, like, a few years ago, 
she brought her kid, and her kid's name is Rocket, which nice. is a whoa. I love which is a cool band name, or or not a cool band name, a cool kid name. It's a cool band name too, I guess. But it's a cool name. It's like for Rocket kid. Rocket Child, Rocket Child, or Rocket Power, like, or Rocket Power. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Otto and Reggie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean that show. That show was so good. Uh, that whole era was was insane and unhinged. Who who's your friends? Who's your friends' band? Uh, it was it was Flynn Eastwood. She opened. Oh, cool. For cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I feel like we're we're a little little. I mean, at least we are a little ways off from like figuring out the touring with kids logistics. But I do think that if you know, uh, if you can pull a Beyonce and have your kid win a Grammy, you know, why not? Boom! There you go. It's the best way to do it. There it is. That's a legacy, baby. That's <laughs> yeah. a Destiny's Child. Totally. Um, <laughs> What songs did you cover in What songs did I cover? Yeah, there's nothing I love more than than high school cover stuff. Danny California. Nice. Yes. You got it. Uh, a, t- a song by the Ting Tings. I can't remember which song. Party in the USA came out right around then. So whenever nice. that came out is it when we were in that. Um and then we covered like U2 and Oasis and stuff like that. So a whole you can plethora. hear a, a little bit of everything you mentioned in your record. Like I feel like, well, thanks. You know, I, I feel <laughs> like there's you. like a ta- like a tapestry, a tapestry there. Um, what was your no? What was your like big old cover? Um, what well, there were a bunch of them. We did like uh, like smells like Teen Spirit. That was a fun one and a very hard song to pull off as a teenager. Um, was uh, naive. Load up your guns. No more. The chorus is oh, hard yeah. to sing. Uh, yeah. Th- uh, the uh, naive was a really naive is a really oh, fun like one to kooks? play. Yeah, like the Kooks, uh, American Idiot, oh, and Holiday. Holiday, song. Holiday was probably the best one that that we that we played. Like, is that that's naive's just a fun a record? Song. The bridge is super energetic. Naive is a good crowd pleaser. Naive is truly a crowd pleaser. Hold on to your kite, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We did what I've done by Lincoln Park. That's a tricky one. It's a bit of a downer, not gonna lie. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when uh, your uh, piano player, me, uh, is also kind of low-key the band leader uh, and feels really intimidated by the Red Hot Chili Peppers not having a piano player. That's funny. That's funny. We played So Much I, though, once, and I just basically played like the little like guitar uh, riff that Frashant plays in the chorus, the... <laughs> that was my big contribution to that song. That was <laughs> that was great. That was great. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad I did it in real time uh, for everybody to hear. Uh, you know, th- today is a running on fumes kind of day, Jason. You know, you ever have those 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 running on fumes kind of days? Today is one of those days. I had to wake up early, and I went to meet a friend for coffee, and I went to the wrong coffee shop. So then I went. To oh no! So I had to go to another coffee shop, and I hung out with him for like an hour. Then I did a photo shoot, and then I and then I had to come to the and then I had to like get Chipotle, and then I had to rush home to get to this, and then I forgot that I had dinner plans after this. So it's just go 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 go. And uh, oh man, oh, I am man. I made myself a cup of instant coffee, but it's it's not like what you think it is. It's this um, barista parlor in in Nashville has these like um, these like steeped coffee bag things. And they and they taste just as good oh. as their as their like their drip coffee, which I'm a big coffee snob. Wait, and then I put sh- in this mu- shout them out, and then maybe we'll like give them a call and see if we yeah. can collab with them for the podcast. Barista Parlor is a coffee shop in Nashville, and they have uh, this delicious 
instant coffee. It's so it's like a it's like a tea bag but with coffee in it, and you put it in your thing. Oh yeah. And it, it literally tastes as good as it tastes as good as getting like a a, a pour over. Um, <laughs> good to know. I I I, lo- I love that. So I was actually I was in New York yesterday, um, uh, and so uh, I'm I, I'm what you call um, I I call it dumb jet lagged. Like Noah is like grew up in Rome, Italy, so he had real big boy jet lag. Especially now living in Los Angeles, it's nine hours, and nine hours is real jet lag that you shouldn't mess like around when, with. When you come back from seeing your family in Rome, you're like fucked up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Like new, dumb jet lag is when you go to New York or you go to California. And you're just like a little bit off. So you don't feel good, but you also can't necessarily like you're, you don't have like full blown narcolepsy. Yeah. So like your sleep schedule is just a little fucked and like your brain is just a little fuzzy, but it's not enough to like be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really I'm really jet lagged. When all your organs adjust <laughs> at different rates or at least your appetite and your brain adjust at different rates. So it's like when when it's like nine hours, it like takes a while for your body to like completely come back into sync. But when it's three, it's just like, yeah, everything's a little off. Yeah. Your appetite's just like an hour off from where it should be. And it just messes with you very subtly. Yeah. I, th- I think I think I get I get the dumb jet lag. Just I'm probably even flying to like Denver or anything. I, I right. mean, even when I even when I go and visit, like if I if I'm flying from Na- or if I'm driving or flying from Nashville back to, which is only a one hour difference, it just <laughs> messes me up for the whole day. If you're t- but nothing nothing's worse than a red eye. Nothing is worse than a red eye. I hate them. Oh yeah, we've 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 had to we've had to do a couple of those uh, in in our time. And I, I love that we're talking about this because it's really just you know we're preparing you mentally for EXO tour life. Right, yeah. you know, just like making sure that we're all we're all on on board. I, I also think that like, fl- and I mind you, I love flying. Like, I think it's very cool. Like, there's still a lot of magic to me that like we you know have developed giant metal objects that can like float in the air for hours at a time. Um, and I love that like nobody can reach you in the air. Um, so you know you can just like watch as many movies as you want without judgment. And work on your screenplay and uh, snore on your neighbor's uh, uh, shoulder. Uh-huh. Like that's, I love flying. Um, they give you free biscotti. And airports like, are so fun. Airports are so like it's listen, like a fun we, little we shopping are, mall. We are, we are weird little masochists. Like, <laughs> no, I feel the same. I feel the same way. I love flying. I love airports. I, I love flying, but what 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 I do feel like must be mentioned is that like it from a human anatomy physiology perspective there is nothing right about flying like you are being smashed with g-force right just to get into the air and then you are you like your body is like vaguely aware of the of how far down the ground is yeah but also you're being literally pressurized so that you don't explode in your seat That's at crazy. any moment like what a, the what whole, a crazy the thing. whole flying, you know, like having recycled air right. and, dr- and drinking ginger ale and biscotti. You don't drink biscotti. I mean, yeah, you yeah. can drink biscotti if you, you can. You, cr- ale, you crush really it up and a- you just put it in. Skirt. <laughs> right. You put go. it in the tea. 
But I'm just saying, like, there's a reason why, like, you know, babies are just, like, losing their shit right. for six hours. And there's a reason why, like, when no matter where you go, you just feel like something's been just, like, knocked out of you. And it's because I really think that from a physiology perspective, it just rocks your body with, like, with shit you can't even, well, I think like, feel. That's, that's probably know? why I like flying so much is because <laughs> I got put on uh, one of the longest flights in the world. It was, like, a 28-hour flight. Holy uh, when moly. I was like two years old, uh, and I did that flight every year, sometimes twice a year. You were molded by the G force. I was molded by the G force. Like I, 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 I and so as wild. a kid, I, I would be on these super mega ultra long flights, and I would watch like ten movies, and then I would go on normal flights, and I would get mad at my parents because I'd be like, "There's not enough time to play play games and watch movies. Why are these that's, flights so short?" That's like funny. I would. That's ju- that was just my baseline. So now it's like. I think that's part of the reason I just like I naturally was built to love airplanes, that whether is, I liked it or not. Oh, I could not imagine. I, I like flying, but no, I don't like flying that much. <laughs> I just want to live on an airplane. Just put me in the sky. No. motion. Let's go. No, no way. Put me on a blimp. My mortal enemy. The now blimp. now a blimp. <laughs> a blimp. Yes, I would fly in a blimp. All I all I want. Yeah. That's all I want. Well, you don't have to. You don't have to deal with the same uh, same G force from a blimp, you right? Know? Uh, I'm talking. You know, th- it's really the G force that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how we got here, but you know. Are you saying you would or would not be an astronaut? What? Okay, what? I I might be an astronaut. Would you be an astronaut? I would be an astronaut. I think it'd be fun. I'm probably too tall and too wide for the suits, though. So I'm probably not good enough at math. To yeah, you be got, you an got astronaut. <laughs> I feel like I would if I if you put me in one of those G force like spinny aroundy things oh, I would I would so throw much. up yeah. yeah I'm not like a throw uppy person but those are like it's just not natural <laughs> wait Jason and Noah do you want to start a band and we only play shows in yeah uh, in airplanes yeah it's called G force that's okay, great actually finished, yeah how you weren't even finished and I said yes I, I, yeah, I was no, hoping saying, it was only gonna, if we can I do a pop punk gonna... cover of like a G six ooh like a G force what were you saying wait Jason what were you saying I was saying that. I thought we were just going to play music in airplanes, which uh, from time to time you see wholesome singer-songwriters doing, and then they go viral on the internet. So maybe if we do that, we'll be we'll be skyrocketing. We'll take our careers will take off. Right, <laughs> it's going to be a big hit. It's going to be a big hit. I mean, what's nice is that like we have to spend a lot of money before we make any money. Because we have to buy the airplane tickets, you know. Like That's true. it's really, it's really, it's the epitome of pay to play. Um, we can just play sp- you, we can you, spirit. <laughs> we can you spirit, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's like we always say, Noah. You know, you got to spend money to lose money. You got to spend money to lose money. You know, that is true. Also, <laughs> <laughs> pausing the podcast to remind you that we have a Patreon that you can subscribe to if you want to support the show. If you're enjoying this episode, but you're thinking that you've got a burning question for an artist, or you just want to talk with us, or maybe you just want to mug with our faces, our Patreon's the way to go. So go to patreon.com slash talkinglion to subscribe. Now back to the show. And here's my segue. Maybe everything will be okay eventually. Maybe. Nice. Mayhaps. That was a nice segue. Um, you have a record that just came out and I it's do. fantastic. Thank you. Tell me about the process for it. Um, how much of it was done or affected by, uh, the pandemic? Um, uh, and, uh, other than let down, do you have a favorite song on the, on the record? Let down's not, it's probably my least favorite to be honest. 
Uh, oh, you gotta love when the least favorites pop pop a little, you know. Well, I mean, just cause, maybe because I've just played it so many times for all these live streams and things, and but I mean, <laughs> I think it's a great song. It's just I've played it so much. Um, I started writing it in 2019, like end of 2019. We were on tour with Pete Yorn, uh, and I was we were kind of jamming out some of the songs on the tour, and then in January we kind of figured out what we wanted to record, and we went into the studio and started tracking. Um, and then everything shut down, and so we wait. We were supposed to start tracking again, but we didn't get back in the studio till May, and then back again in June. And then we kind of finished up the in studio stuff in Juneish, and then like we were gonna put it out in the summer, and then we were gonna put it out in the fall. So it just kind of kept changing over and over and over, and so we decided to just hold off on it until this year, which I'm really glad we did. And we just put out Let Down in 2020. And um, yeah, what uh, what does the title "Everything Will Be Okay" eventually sort of mean for you? Yeah, I um, I was something I like like back in March, like we played our last gig, which was opening for Bernie Sanders in front of like ten thousand. That's, That's awesome! Yeah. What a headliner! Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, we played that, and um, and then like a week later, everything stopped, and so we were like, "Oh, this sucks," but we'll be good by the summer. And we had all these festivals and tours <laughs> lined up. And then, and I just kept telling everybody like, oh, it'll be fine eventually. Everything will be okay eventually. I just kept saying that over and over. And then when things kind of kept getting worse, I made like these little stickers that say everything will be okay eventually. They're shiny. You can kind of see it on the camera there. Uh, that's awesome. um, and I like made them and we just sold them and donated all the money to various things. And, um, and then I decided, like, man, I really like that design. I really like all of that. And I just want to put that out. I think that should be the title. And then my whole team was like, yeah, we, we like that a lot. And we just, we wasn't much hesitation at all with it. We just kind of went for it. And um, yeah, that's the title. And uh, it's something I think is true. And I'm thinking it's something that is starting to feel a little more true as time passes on. Yeah. I, you know, I think what's been so interesting is like, for a while, it, it wasn't even like light at the end of the tunnel. It was like understanding what that light would even look like. Mm. And, you know, I, I just got off a call uh, with a friend of mine, actually, uh, another podcast um, a, a alum, uh, my friend Charlie Curtis Beard. We were talking about like maybe putting together like a little small show, uh, you know, with with people having to show their vax cards and stuff. Um, and, and just sort of realizing that we are kind of like, just slowly getting into a sense of what life was like before it, but also having learned how to kind of take care of each other. I mean, not everybody necessarily learned that lesson, but learning how to take care of each other and how to like maybe take care of our mental health and, um, you know, that, that, yeah, everything will be, uh, okay. Eventually. Um, you know, that, that, that really, really resonates. Uh, is, is there a song, on the record that you wrote during the pandemic? And is there a line that maybe sort of stands out as something that like would resonate with you? Together and okay were actually written during all of it. Um, together, I thought was like, if the world's going to fall apart, at least we're all fall, like, we're going to fall together. At least we're all here in it together. And I always thought that was something. Ashes, ashes, we all fall down. Yeah, it was just, it was just um, something I, I thought was cool. Uh, yeah. The first line of that song is, Oh my God, the world is ending, but do you still want to meet me for dinner? Well, oh my God, the world is ending. Do you still want to meet me for dinner? 
<laughs> and so, and yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it's just a, it was a weird feeling. And I like I wrote that song like second week of March, and um, I hope it I hope it doesn't reflect the times too much. But uh, I'm hoping that that song. I hope we, I just kind of want these songs to be kind of the soundtrack to people's return to normal more than anything. That's kind of the vibe I'm, I'm going for now. The, the soundtrack to people's return to normal. I love that. I that's love great. that. I love that. It's, you know, I feel like that's why, you know, you see a lot of people on TikTok and stuff like getting very excited about like the song of the summer or whatever, because it really is like those songs are going to be the ones that you remember seeing your friends again too. Like, there's going to be, like, a level of nostalgia, you know, years from now for the time of... The, re- re- the, returns, the great reconnection. The great reconnection. The first yeah. parties and such. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, that is, that's so special. Well, and also, you know, as far as timeliness goes, like, hey, I know the world is ending, but you really still go to dinner. I mean, I think anybody who is opening for, for Bernie, I mean, we were Bernie voters and, um, you know, just... Like, I think that the way he speaks and the way, like, we, everybody who understands what he's aiming for is is that the world is ending. Like, I feel like the way that he speaks with this, with this gusto and of this hope that, okay, maybe we can all recognize this crazy inequality that is unsustainable and, and maybe the world doesn't have to end. Maybe we can all come together and fix it. Um, and of course we were as a country was like, what if we didn't? Um, but, uh, but that's the thing is like, I do feel like, you know, we had a very stark and obvious, Hey, the world is ending moment, you know, it with COVID, but like, even when this is over, um, you know, there's, there's mass unemployment, there's, uh, you know, incredible inequality, there's, there's debt and everything. And, and somebody's world is, is kind of ending every day, but that doesn't mean that, they the people who who are having a tough time don't also want to get dinner with somebody, you know. People yeah. who are t- having a tough time don't necessarily want to, you know. Does it doesn't mean that they they can't live life in a sort of compartmentalized sort of way? Yeah, so I think I, I think, think we're really I think we're all much better prepared for the end of the world because we all had to learn this lesson of everything will be okay eventually uh, in 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 real time of how to weather a storm. So I feel like. I feel like in, in, in on my more optimistic days, I, I feel like, oh yeah, like maybe the, maybe the the planet is heating up and we're running out of water. But <laughs> I feel like we at least have we, we at least we know, are running out of water. But we know how to we know how to be we know how we know the value of the power of friendship, and that'll at yeah. least count uh, while in, we're drowning. While we're drowning, yeah, in totally. the water that we don't have. Totally. Let down though. Let down had a had a had a moment that made its way all the way to my hometown. Um, and I'm curious about what that song, what, what sort of went into that song when you first wrote it. I wrote that chorus, um, like in 2018, and I had it saved in my phone, and it was labeled potential hit song. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That's what like legitimately what it was labeled. And that's then, like a very that's a very like artist voice memo uh thing to do. I, I I literally have texted Noah like eight or nine times a voice memo where it's just like the hit. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, and so I um 
I did that. And then, like, I had this other idea that I ended up writing, like, at the end in 2019, and I kind of put them together. And yeah, like that's, I mean, that that's kind of how it came about. So it's a little bit of a. Like, is there a line in that that stands out to you? Um, I like the first line, which is, You're a concept worth exploring. You're a concept worth exploring. Never nervous, never boring. I don't want to mess it up. No, I don't want to mess it up. Which mm. is like talking yeah. about, about someone, like the concept of that person is worth uh, pursuing, at least temporarily. And I. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sounds a little, maybe a little mean, but I think, I think people look over that line sometimes. But I, I, I like that line a lot. No, I mean that's and that's why what what this show is for is to highlight the lines that people aren't necessarily listening, uh, listening for. Um, mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend of mine actually the other day, and I said one of the things that I love about talking to other people because people have you know historically there are people who are. Uh, more or less nervous about speaking to other people. But I said, the reason I love talking to other people is because everybody can can tell you something that you didn't know. Mm. Because, mm. you know, no matter how many facts there are in the world or books or anything, like if you tell me something about yourself, no matter who in the world I ask, you're the only one who can tell me that information. Yeah. So as... As a as somebody who does like exploring concepts, um, I love talking to people because of that. And I think that um, that's the best part of like even just like starting relationships or whatever is like the get to know you phase is mm-hmm. like fucking magical. Like they, it lines up with the honeymoon phase because you're like, cool, I get to learn. You get to learn day. all this stuff. I get to be a lifelong learner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, I I just I was just watching I was watching Colbert the other day for which I never do uh, unless I'm home for for the holidays. But I was just having a weird day and I just needed some some comfort. And he was interviewing Terry Gross, and he's like, "You're my favorite interviewer." And he's like, "I want to ask you what you think the purpose of the interview is." And she said, "I think that in any interview, I always want to learn something. Like I, I always want to get something out of, out of the interview that I don't know, or that especially that the audience might not know." And I thought that was really beautiful. That that like yeah. the purpose of of uh, of asking questions is to get new information and to explore new concepts. I heard the reverse interview where she interviewed him on on Fresh Air. Uh, oh, that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, I've been I've been meaning to listen to that after that interview. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of both of them. Yeah, I was I was listening to a Conan interview, and what I love about because Conan will be on people's like on comedians' podcasts, but then he'll interview the, like those comedians mm-hmm. as well. And what I love is that he's just like. I don't think he said it this explicitly, but like, you know, that every conversation is kind of like that, um, that theoretical deck of cards that no matter what the combination, every time you shuffle it, the combination will always be unique. Mm. Like, so just because of the mathematical probability of it. So, you know, our, our G force joke earlier, like required a very specific combination of things unique to the universe to get to that, to get to that place. You know, I love that chaos, you know? Right, but I, you know, I, I just, I think, I think the record, I think the record's awesome. Um, Thank you. And and it was not a letdown. It ah, was a comedy. Hey, hey, <laughs> oh man! If we can't throw around some titles up in here, then what are we even doing here? Well, that's our whole job. That's our whole agenda. Yeah, that's the best. That's the best thing. Is there uh, something that you hope folks take away from the record um, that you want to shout out in the in the public sphere in the listener land? The little Easter egg is that the first song is better and the last song is together. 
and it says like we're better together, like as people. And I fucking love that. That's really sweet. It's a little Easter egg. I've been trying to. No one caught it, so I I've been just trying to say it. <laughs> and um, what else is there? I no, I just really I'm really proud of it. It took me a long. I had so much extra time to work on this one because like the the version of the EP that we were gonna put out last year is totally different, like sonically than the one we actually put out. So to have to have all that extra time to work on it, I think really did a good I mean I I think it really helped make it what it is and just all that yeah, that's a silver lining to last year. Oh, I mean I think I think it absolutely shows. And um uh and we 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 experienced something similar where we we started a record last year and then it you know we took the time and it's just very nice to see uh, see how artists have embraced this time to, I mean, we're all perfectionists, whether we want to be or not. And so it's nice that we do get to have this time to actually, um, so, so often it feels very fraught, like you have to get it out the door. And I mm-hmm. feel like now is if there was ever a time to go back and focus on a record, you know, uh, it was the last year. And so that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. And right. it's nice that we got the, uh, the exclusive scoop on, uh, on the better together. Easter I know, egg. I know that's, that's a talking you know, line exclusive right we'll, there. We'll, we'll, we'll start this whole episode by being like, there is an exclusive Easter egg. Exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Jason, are you ready for the question round? The question round. I the love these. Round. These are my favorite parts. These are my favorite parts of podcasts. No joke. Seriously, oh, I'm very excited. All right. All right. These are hard-hitting journalistic questions. You're probably not ready for this next oh, one. Is this a, gonna, the this lightning gonna, round? It's, it's, it's like rolling thunder if you want it to be. But it, it says okay, ladies. We'll, we'll you, go, you can we'll go off it. on tangents. but I don't want to yeah. tangent too right. much. I'll, I'll just, I'm going to just shoot from the hip. All right, what is your phone background? My phone background is a picture of me and my girlfriend. Aw. Nice. Yeah, but I Love. just, I literally just changed it. So. What was it before? I, it was just this picture I saw on Twitter of like snow on a car and I liked it. And oh, it was nice. Oh, that's nice. I like that. I like but that. But then that's I was like, it's big, summer. Big like blood bank energy. Yeah, big, yeah, definitely. Um, And so, but I just changed it like a week ago. Oh, that's yeah. really sweet. Aww. Yeah. Um, do you have a non musical hobby? Um, yes. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Nice. Hey, I'm a big Overwatch player. Ooh, I, I haven't gotten into that. I'm just Warzone guy. I bought a PS5 a couple months ago. <laughs> I actually whoa, got it. I, I like stayed up and got one the night of. I'm using it only to play Call of Duty, which is really embarrassing. All right, the most important and most important question on the podcast. Very important. Would you be a pirate? R. I would be a pirate for one reason only so I could have my own radio station. Nice. Oh man. Very true. Oh, uh, we uh, That's that called was, a callback. That was a beautiful. Baby. That is a callback. Oh man, I've never seen a joke I didn't want to call back, Incredible. you know. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, enough said. Good good work, my well played. Good work, my friend. Wow. Thanks guys. Thanks guys. <laughs> I work really hard on you're, that. You're 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 very welcome. <laughs> and it shows. You guys just oh, set man. me up and I Knocked that out of the you park. Just, uh, he just knocked it, knocked it out of the park. No, when we were talking about it earlier, in the back of my head, I'm just like, I, you know, I actually really hope that like this comes back in the in the pirate question, and it did, and it did. Oh, incredible, fantastic work. All okay. right. Um, what do you have? Any tattoos? I have a few. I have a, I have Michigan on my arm. I have the 94, which is the year my brothers were born. I have 55, which is the year my parents 
or born. I it says this is fine on my wrist, which is from the tallest nice. man on earth. Uh, oh, nice, very nice. And then oh, I have tallest my, man on earth. Yeah, he's great. And then I got a when I signed my record deal, I got my logo on my arm. Um, I when my friend's tattoo shop opened up, I went and got wanted to support them, so I went and got a scorpion on my leg. <laughs> nice. And then nice. I recently got this. Uh, the ZZ plant on the hey. back of my oh, arm. Cool. Me, me and my girlfriend both got kind of, not matching tattoos, but we just got plants that uh, we we both bought a plant on the trip we went on once, and we we're like that was a good trip. So to like Aww. Aww. to get tattoos without them being matching, we each got a plant tattoo, and we got them outside of Chicago near the Wisconsin border for some reason. I don't really remember why, um, but we were up there, and so that's why we went there. Um, I, uh, I, I got, I got that, that plant, but I actually took some of the leaves and kind of like made a, a kind of clay oh out of them God. and I, I turned them into a, a, a dreidel and that's how I made my ZZ top. Ah, uh, <laughs> this guy's got puns. puns. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That I, was I good. That I was saw that one coming and I really wasn't happy about you heard, it. You heard no one drone exactly 50% <laughs> into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I can't. I can't help myself. That's you funny. know. You, no, I respect the hustle. Wait, I can, respect- I, can I make a tattoo pitch? Yeah, let's hear it. What if you put like little like dots no, or like no, 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 on your no, hand? No, 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 no. On your everyone, hand. No. Everyone always says no? that. Everyone says that. I don't want to do that. I no. Right, sorry, all right. man. All right. All right. Fine. All right. <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize it was such an unoriginal pitch. God. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, what was the first concert you ever attended? First real show I ever went to was Coldplay. With nice. Yorn, nice. P- that's a good one. And Pete Yorn opened, which was really cool when I Whoa, got to. Oh, wait, that's open for full Pete circle. Yorn. I to- I, I, we, we, our first show was in Toronto. I like, walked in, he like gave me a big hug, and he's like, I'm so glad you're on this tour. And I was like, thanks, man. You were the first artist I ever really saw. And he's like, whoa. Wow, that's so that's cool. So cool. And it was one what, of the last what, uh, what Coldplay and, era was it? Uh, it was Viva La Vida, so like 2008. Oh, uh, that's very yeah. fun. Yeah. Did they play Talk? Uh, they played a version of it. Yeah, it was like a like a a house version of it. But oh, it, but it it was cool though. Nah. Can you recommend a movie, a book, and a TV show? A movie is A Place Beyond the Pines. Ten out of ten. A book, The Messy Middle, is a good book for anybody who's doing anything creative. And a TV show. There's a show called Your Honor on Showtime with Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston? Yeah. Yeah. And that show is 10 out of 10. Perfect show. Very cool. Awesome. I'm adding them to my list. Throw them on the list. Yes. Um, Do you have a scar with a story? Yes. My middle finger is a little shorter on my left hand. It's a little shorter than my right one. See that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's because when I was younger... My brother and me were in a fight, and I chased him, and he slammed my finger in the door, and I lost some of it. And, oh, uh, damn. Yeah, so that sucked. That was very traumatic. But, um, <laughs> yeah. We've we've actually had a, a couple folks on the podcast who have lost parts of their finger. Oh, yeah. In childhood accidents. Um, but it's never been the same finger. So I feel like if you guys all come together, you would just be able to show... Each finger. <laughs> I almost lost my pinky in in a, in a in a nail cutting accident. 
Wow. Oh. There's very sharp nail cutters involved. And I it Dang. it sliced halfway halfway through the finger. It was like bleeding wow. like crazy. Glad it's okay. Um yeah, yeah, it's okay I, now. I, how are you feeling emotionally about it, though? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a still a little <laughs> scarred because I because it was you know someone I trusted. Oh, you can never. It was, you it can was never a, parent, get, you... a parental figure that I trusted, <laughs> and and it's it's really led to my issues with trusting trusting parental trusting figures. parental yeah. figures in general. Your mentors will leave you. Yeah, or, exactly. Or cut off your fingers. Or cut off your finger if you yeah. trust them. <laughs> All right, what are three thoughts you have at this very moment? Uh, I'm very tired, and I'm hoping this is all recording nicely. And um, the dog next door is very annoying. Mm. Lastly, <laughs> yeah. what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to having sushi with my friends tonight. And I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. I honestly think that like there is nothing better in this world than like laughing and eating with friends. And I feel like all the work we do and all this stuff is just so that like maybe we can level up those moments or, you know, like, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're, if you could be the most successful schmuck in the world, and if you're not laughing and eating with your friends, wh- what are you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. Um, well, save us, save us a roll. Um, <laughs> I will. You can, you can ship, I'll mail it, ship I'll mail it to you guys. <laughs> yeah. It'll still be, it'll probably still be super fresh and delicious by the time it arrives in yeah. California. There's this sushi place in LA. Uh, it's by the Fonda Theater. Go there. Go there. So good. Okay. Noted. Super, super down for that. Um, awesome. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Yeah. If you, if, uh, we'll either go there or if you, if you ship, uh, ship the fish our way. Um, I, I still think it'll be good. I'll be it a little bit I dumb jet lagged. You know? I think it'll yeah. be good. It'll be dumb jet lagged, but it'll be good. Um, it would be a suitable meal for anybody who is familiar with the sea, such as pirates. Oh, um, yes. Yes. Amazing. Pirate, pirate, uh, Rady roll. It may or may not give you scurvy. May or may not give you scurvy. It's called the scurvy Uh, roll. And the scurvy roll. I've always thought the Toro gets more tender the uh, the more uh, G force you give it. Right. So (laughs) we're hitting we're hitting them all. You know. Uh, Okay. And listen, if you get if you get food poisoning from it, you know, just remember that everything will be okay eventually. But but at least but the meal will be a letdown. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if you if you want if you want sushi, the place across from the Fonda is uh is is better. It's better. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, Jason, it's so nice to meet you. Uh, well, sort of meet you in this capacity and not in like the crazy school night uh world. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast, man. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Have a great um, week, week and weekend, or whenever they're listening to this. And keep it crispy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking Lion. We'd like to thank Isotope and our Patreon subscriber, Alan C., for their support. If you'd like to show your support, ask our guests your questions, talk to us on Discord, and get a shout-out at the end of each episode, subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash talkinglion. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.